I'm Jody Vance, and I'm checking my white privilege, not just publicly, but also privately, as we all are hyper aware navigating the turbulent waters of systemic racism and the need to acknowledge that, that if we aren't anti-racist, well, we're part of the problem. So pledge to be an anti-racist. 2020, and since the murder of George Floyd, we're all experiencing a big and overdue societal shift that is required no matter where you call home. It, clearly, we are not immune here in Canada. And we've seen a great deal of drama on social media over just the last few days. Have you been, have you been following along on the story of Sasha Exeter? She's a, a brand influencer who happens to be a black woman. And she found herself being bullied and targeted by a very powerful white woman who was outwardly posting solidarity with the black community, all the while threatening Sasha with libel behind the scenes. Here's a snippet of Sasha's post where she decided to name names and push back against Jessica Mulroney. You cannot be posting that you stand in solidarity while attempting to silence somebody via text. I'll be damned if the next generation of black women have to go through this. If we're gonna hold businesses accountable, we should be holding individuals accountable as well. Because enough is enough. Social media is big business for some, and right now Jessica Mulroney finds herself very much being canceled for having two personas, one for the public and one for those who dare to what? Compete, call out? This is a very messy, messy situation for Ms. Mulrooney. The host of This Is Van Keller podcast, Mo Amir, is joining us to uh, peel back the layers on this story. Hi, Mo. Thanks for doing this. Hey, Jody. Happy Friday. Thanks for having me on. Such a tough topic. Uh, you know, even as, a, even as a white woman, I find it difficult to wade in on this. I mean, I've been following along, and, and I actually found out about this by way of Tracy Moore, a former colleague of mine when I worked over at, at Breakfast Television. She would follow us on CityLine. I talked to Tracy quite a bit. I got to know her quite well. And she put a post up on her Instagram, and it's fairly long. It's fairly wordy. But basically, she summed it up with like, you know, next steps, you got to check your privilege often, not just in public posts, but in your daily life, in your mm. workplace, at school, in the boardroom. It's the only way we get to the next step because this fight is going to continue to happen in both private conversations and loud public standoffs. But understand, this is just the beginning. How do you feel about where we find ourselves in a, in a tense scenario such as this one playing out? Well, I think privilege takes many forms. And this example is, is really an interesting one. It's a complicated one. To be fair, we have only heard one side of the story. But as you mentioned, Sasha Exeter has basically accused Jessica Mulrooney of threatening her to go to brands and companies and effectively blacklisting Sasha. Certainly, when you are a white celebrity who is the daughter-in-law of a former prime minister and you host your own television show on legacy media, you have a lot of privilege and you have a lot of stroke and you have a lot of power over others in that same space. It's unclear whether it is a racial thing, but I think certainly it's, it is a, is a privileged thing. When we look at Sasha, who is black, she did say that this is on par with the Amy Cooper incident in New York, where a white woman called the cops and put on this hysterical voice to falsely accuse a black man of harassment when he was just birdwatching. I'm not so sure if those, are, those two are comparable. That's the comparison that Sasha made. 
because in the Amy Cooper case, there's a serious risk of violence as a result of the false hysteria and false accusation. And it was very clearly racially motivated in how Amy Cooper was saying, you know, an African-American man. But again, I want to emphasize that what I think Jessica Mulroney did was so low. And to use her power and privilege to threaten an entire livelihood of someone who doesn't have as big of a platform uh, and, and has had to struggle much harder on their journey to become an influencer than Jessica has faced, uh, it's absolutely disgraceful in my mind, and it does bring up these interesting conversations about privilege. How, what do you think about the repercussions now that have sort of unfolded or continue to unfold? In terms of what uh, Jessica Mulroney is facing? Yes. Yeah, I mean, she's getting full-on cancelled. Uh I, to be honest, I don't know whether that's fair or not, but I think in terms of what she was doing and if she has a pattern of doing that, I guess it's probably fair. Uh, on a much smaller, lower-profile scale, I've had something very similar happen to me, and if this was to happen to that person, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't really care, to be honest. So it's on hard that for me note, to say let's... it's overboard. I'm Jody Vanson for Jill Bennett, continuing our chat with the host of This Is Van Keller podcast, Mo Amir, and we're talking about social media and the big story in social media, actually not just in Canada now, it's actually gone uh, sort of international because of the association that Jessica Mulroney has with Meghan Markle. And so we're seeing this story hitting peoplemagazine.com. The story is surrounding Jessica Mulroney allegedly bullying a a young woman, a a black influencer, a brand influencer, uh, sort of working her way up the same ladder that that, uh, Jessica Mulroney says that she had to work up. Uh, Sasha Exeter is her name. And and what's interesting is, uh, Mo, is listening to the video that Sasha put out like an 11-minute Instagram TV video, and I sat and, and watched it yesterday after the show, and I felt for her, I felt her fear in stepping forward because she really thought that by calling out somebody, the level of influence that Jessica Mulroney holds could really see her entire livelihood uh, disappear in a, in a flash if, if she were to stand up. And, and what she's finding out now is that, that things have changed a little bit. How do you view that? It's, it's a big risk for her to come out and make that video. You know, I, I respect it. Um, as I told you, I've had a very similar incident happen to me, and it was definitely one that I was fearful of and, and one that uh, I didn't know what I was going to do, and I, I chose not to publicly come out. And I'm, I'll be happy to give you the, the details of what happened without actually naming the person. Let's do that. It's a blind item, if you will. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Jody, you know me. I put my heart into my podcast. I might have had uh, Jugmeet Singh on this week, but I'm still very much small potatoes. And Mm. I can tell you that I've had someone in the political establishment literally message, email, and phone a few people that I've interviewed and even contact people whose programs I've been on for a media hit and tell them that I'm this terrible person, even going so far as to accuse or make up this lie that they called the police on me, which is completely fabricated. And yes, this is a boomer, white, straight man of political connection. And he makes these absolutely false claims about uh, 
about me to people in media and in politics to Vancouver in order to get me blacklisted. And again, I'm very small potatoes. I'm not pretending like I'm a big deal. And this person's beef with me is literally that I called them a loser two years ago on Facebook before I had a podcast. And that is the extent of what I called them. And I completely admit to it being, you know, immature, but that was the extent of what happened. And for someone with me who has a small platform in a very tight-knit city, it is scary to think that one person can have that kind of power to dismantle all the hard work that you put into creating something. So absolutely, when I found out that this was happening, and I found out from many sources that this was happening, I felt backed into a corner. I debated whether I should go public to it. I actually took legal advice, and I took advice from some people, some of my friends in the industry. And ultimately, I decided, you know what, let the guy spew his lies. I have nothing to hide. But that's also my privilege. My podcast is not my livelihood. I do it for fun. So I was able to say, you know what, I'm just going to try to be undeniable in what I do, and I will make this guy and anyone else who wants it eat their words. You're very brave. Uh, just listening to what you just said, I, I went through waves of, of empathy for you and, and feeling like how unfair, how to, to feel so attacked. And yet at the same time, here you are, working your craft. You and I met in such a beautiful way that I just I can't imagine somebody walking around and, and saying such negative things about you. Because if somebody if he had come to me and said what you are reiterating here, I would consider the source. <laughs> and I think that was just it, because people ended up coming to me saying, hey, this person said this about you, that they called the cops on you. And I said, no, there's no way they would make something like that up. And I think, you know, it reflects more poorly on this person than, than it does on me, but you still feel very threatened and you wonder exactly. what it what yeah. cost you or, you, you know, you wonder what the repercussions of that is. And this is an issue of privilege. This is someone who is much more well-connected than I am and they've been in media and politics for much longer than I am because they are a boomer and that's their life. And I'm just someone who is really small in the totem pole just trying to have fun and, and climb my way up. So this person's still at it, or is it calmed down now? And did, did you say that they called the police about you? What did they say? Did they call the they, police and say, Mo called me a loser on Facebook? I don't know. They, they're telling people that they called the police on me. <laughs> so I don't, again, I, I've only seen some screenshots and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, yeah. How long ago was this? How long ago was this? Uh, I think I, I haven't heard any stories recently. I think it stopped uh, this year, in fact. Um, but this was definitely happening for a good year and a half that, I, that stories were coming to me about this person accusing wow. me of things. Yes. Well, I'm very sorry that that happened. And I am one of those, I mean, you know me well enough. We sat down for a solid, what was it, an hour and a half on your 50th, mm-hmm. 50th episode of your podcast. I can talk. <laughs> I can keep going. I don't really have an, a filter in the edit department like if somebody's doing wrong in front of me i'm going to call it out and if somebody's doing wrong to me i'm going to share that uh, it took me a while in my life to get there because as you point out it can be risky Absolutely. if you're going to step up and stand up for yourself and so in this in this moment for uh, particularly and with sasha when she says i am a black woman i am a black single mother and you're coming for me i just it, it, it turns she has such in a you. harder journey in that space of being an influencer and being that lifestyle celebrity 
uh, spokesperson host, right, than, than Jessica Matt. Mulrooney does. And for if these allegations are true and, and Jessica Mulrooney is literally threatening someone that's so much more smaller, has such a smaller space than they do, and has it much harder. I mean, not everyone is the, for, uh, the former prime minister's daughter-in-law, right? No. Not everyone has a, a TV show on legacy media. So for her to do that, you know, that's why I find it so low. Is the cancellation warranted? I don't know. But if I was, if I was Sasha, I, you know, I think I'd be fine with it. I hope that this is the turning of the tide on there being more opportunity for those who step up. You know, we've seen wave after wave of social change with telling your truth being a big part of a future success as opposed to what used to be uh, becoming blackballed. So uh, this is this is really something. And you know what, Mo, thank you for helping me talk through this. You've helped immensely in telling your personal story, I think, is key here. So, um yeah, we should we should have that coffee and, and talk it through even further, I think. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on this Friday. All right, you take care of yourself. That's Mo Amir, host of This Is Van Color. It is a podcast that is very personal. He says it's his side hustle. He says it's his little, pro, little program. I've never seen anybody work so hard on a project. And he is, even during a pandemic, just calling people up.